Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, is here, and it is that time of year also, Mike. Let's introduce once again our third co-host for this evening. Yeah, I think in your words, uh, I want to start this thing off by saying what we're all thinking. I need this. I need <laughs> I need this man on the show more, and David Long, we're, we're thrilled to have you. Is it worth yeah. it? The Film Review Podcast is where he's from. One David Long on Twitter slash X there, but David, welcome back for some more uh, betting talk. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, gentlemen, it is an honor to be back where I belong with you gentlemen talking about gambling. Um, this is what it's all about. I know everyone will say it's the holiday season. Forget the holiday season. Cancel <laughs> the dinner. Sell the turkey for money and use that turkey money to gamble <laughs> recklessly. That's my advice. That's the kind of show you signed up for, and that's what I'm here to deliver. Terrible advice and turkey-related puns. What a, what a time to be what a time starting to be off hot <laughs> starting off hot with the advice and that is what we were doing today uh we were going to go through the the major oscars categories with a backdrop against the golden globes as well and we will be presenting the odds for the uh big six mike is a big five yeah, big six big six and also like the big uh not not uh, the big nine the big eight, ten maybe at the golden globes because they got double categories yeah 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 so, so wait a minute. So it's, hold on. It's two. It's four. It's it's six plus the <laughs> Let's big, turn this into a math problem. No, it's like a big nine for the Golden Globes. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good preface because we are going to be spitting numbers at people. So we might as well just get like the the jumbled up mess of numbers off and running at mm. the start of this episode, uh, like we will. But we are going to be talking about gambling odds. If you've not joined us yet for a gambling episode, there's going to be a lot of numbers, a lot of plus, a lot of minus odds, a lot of different words that you may not be familiar with. Uh, just for argument's sake, and so you know what we're talking about. If you have not joined us for a previous gambling episode. Uh, Take, for example, The Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon right now for Best Picture odds to win the Oscar for Best Picture are plus 450. Now, what that means is that if you bet a dollar on The Killers of the Flower Moon to win Best Picture, if Killers of the Flower Moon does win, you get $4.50 back for every dollar you bet. These are in increments of 100s. That's how Vegas does them. So it would be $100 risked. If Killers of the Flower Moon wins, you win $450 of profit. That would also What if you bet be- turkey money, though? Turkey money <laughs> <laughs> you, you bet turkey, you get turducken back. Uh, those are also those odds are also sometimes given as uh, four fifty would be four and a half to one or nine to two. They're sometimes given as fractions. We'll do our best to uh, to make it less complicated, not just number jumble, but they inevitably will turn into just a number jumble as it always does in these gambling episodes. Yeah, we turn into like auctioneers at David's horse races mm-hmm. at at a certain point, <laughs> but uh, we do love it. We do love it, and David, we're, we're thrilled to have you back. On and and we talked about it in the pre-show. We might as well just get going here with best picture and really dive in. So uh, 
I'll do my auctioneer voice, give you some best picture odds. Oppenheimer, minus 165 as the short favorite. Killers of the Flower Moon, as Mike says, plus 450. Poor Things is plus 500 in that third spot. We have both past lives and the holdovers at 10 to 1 or plus 1,000. We have both American Fiction and Barbie at plus 1,400. Those might be irresistible odds, guys. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Anatomy of a Fall, plus 1,600. Both All of Us Strangers and Maestro at plus 2,000 or 20 to 1. At 25 to 1, we have three films, The Color Purple, The Killer, and Napoleon. 28 to 1, May, December. At plus 5,000 or 50 to 1, we have Priscilla, Saltburn, and Air. 6,500 plus 6,500 long shots, Asteroid City, Spider-Verse, or Cross the Spider-Verse, I should say, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Otherwise, we have a long, long shot, Ferrari, plus 8,000, and Next Goal wins, and Rustin at 100 to 1, or plus 10,000. Michael, I I was talking to you guys uh, about it in the pre-show, 14 to 1s, Barbie, American fiction. Let's start with Barbie, though, because this has been a movie we've been talking about for a while as being tantalizing, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. But no, tantalizing as a best picture, as a best picture possibility. And we've seen the Academy go for feel goods. We've seen it with Everything Everywhere All at Once with Coda in recent years. Taking this coming out of the pandemic, yeah, yeah. So. We can also make an argument that I will in a few minutes about the Oscars puzzle theory, but this has been the year of Barbenheimer. Christopher Nolan may take best director. He may be running away with that. So where are you going to give Barbie awards? You might want to come come back around to best picture, which is still a wide open race. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I can't believe it's it's 14 to 1 or plus 1,400. So if you bet $100 on Barbie to win Best Picture, if Barbie wins Best Picture, you get $1,400 of profit, and obviously multiples of that they're on. <laughs> uh, I, understand, I, I understand Oppenheimer being in the lead, and that's what the favorite means. If you have a minus number, you have to bet 165 to win $100 of profit. That's what Oppenheimer's number is. And just for review's sake, this is for the Best Picture at the Oscars. But when I saw Barbie's odds, I was ready to like just say we can't do this exercise yet because clearly the odds aren't out because I thought these were old odds. Mm. And then I went on Vegas Insider, and Barbie's not 14 to 1. I saw I was right. No, Barbie's actually listed at 16 to 1 there, so it's even further mm. out odds, which is crazy. Like, this isn't, like, sprinkle territory to me. This is this is when we hang up, I give David Long my checking account number so he places <laughs> bets for me. Like, I don't. I, this is crazy, right? Because go down the ledger of best picture possibilities right now. Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Okay, granted, legitimate contenders. Could win best picture. Poor Things. No way. <laughs> no way is the Academy voting for poor things for Best Picture. Past Lives, I guess it's possible, but it needs a lot of things to go right right now. The Holdovers is probably the only sneaky contender of the 10 to 1 or longer crowd, I would say, has a legitimate shot. American Fiction, okay, it's it's possible, but the director is probably missing the best director field at the Oscars. The lead is in a fight right now to make lead actor. The screenplay is a threat in its category, but it's also one of the few screenplays that chose to take on Oppenheimer and Flower Moon in the adapted screenplay category. And we know you don't only win Best Picture when you mm. win Best Picture. Like, you have to win something else along the way. I don't know where American Fiction's other win would come from. Barbie, like you said, with Oscars Puzzle, we could see Barbie winning a lot of stuff. David. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I'm normally uh, in agreement with you guys, but I've got to, I've got to disagree here mm. with when it comes to Barbie. Um, 
And I look when it comes to that film, obviously it's done incredibly well at the box office. The whole Barbenheimer sensation has been good for cinema, good for film, good for theaters. I, I I'm sort of in a different camp. Um, but then again, I may just be stubborn and in denial. <laughs> I can't see how in a Barbenheimer world, you you award Barbie best picture over Oppenheimer. But that's where my head's at. Like, I'm just thinking in terms of the performances, the cinematography, the score, the direction. And, you know, I think we're probably all in agreement that Nolan is at the moment looking very strong in that category. It's his time. Yeah, it's his time. (laughs) And also, I try and think, like, what's the potential route to best picture? And I'm not talking just about nominations. I'm obviously thinking about what's going to win at BAFTA. What's going to win Critics' Choice? What's going to win SAG Ensemble, for example? And particularly uh, a voting body like BAFTA, I I suspect Barbie will have an absolute shocker. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Barbie, like, unanimously, like, shunned in multiple categories. You know, where we're seeing um, Barbie recognised in multiple categories at other award ceremonies, I wouldn't be surprised to see Barbie shunned at BAFTA. Um... And I, I, I just can't see it. I, I, I can understand the argument, mm. um, but then again, <laughs> if in the he, book of David Long, what does Barbie have for Best Picture odds? Oh, like I'd add a zero on it. Oh wow! Really? That far out? Oh yeah. Like, but wow. then again, I am unhinged. <laughs> so look at I think Barbie as a comp or a comparable here. I, I was worried that one of us was going to take the road that this was more like a Top Gun Maverick where, yes, it was the big box office player. However, here here would be my counter-argument, and I think, Mike, you're probably on my wavelength. So, David, let me see if I can sell you. Let me see if I can coax the dollars out of the pocket. <laughs> Just t- bear with me for a second here. Number one, Barbie's being beloved right now by both American voting bodies and international voting bodies, which we just saw over the past week in terms of the nominations. It's very well liked at the Critics' Choice with the nomination record of 18 and getting the leaderboard uh, top spot at the Golden Globes with nine. And yes, three songs are getting nominated at these shows, but it is performing well on those two accounts. Now, I do believe we're looking at the Barbenheimer Association in the mind of voters. Now, look, if I'm probably putting my money down right now, I'm probably agreeing with you guys that Oppenheimer has a better shot. But when you look at your ballot, and you're an Oscars voter, you're an Academy voter, and you have Nolan for director, you have RDJ perhaps for supporting actor, at least you have one of the Oppenheimer actors getting voted for, you're going to look at Barbie winning song, costumes, maybe one of maybe the other screenplay. Is that enough for Barbie when it's been a Barbenheimer year? I would think that I mean I I get the the uphill road for comedies, but we're in a prime time for feel good best picture winners. So maybe this is an American thing, David. I'm not sure. Maybe this is an American bias, but Barbie has just had its stamp on this year. I think it should be vying for the best picture, but here's where I'll say it actually has the pundit path. It's probably winning at the Golden Globes, something big, right? It's probably winning something big 
at the Critics' Choice. So it's going to have major momentum there. What It's probably winning PGA, right? Or, or can we see a path at PGA? I, I think it's got I think it's got a viable path at PGA because they like the producers like to go for the big budget spendathon winners, popular winners, right? So I'm I'm seeing a path as a pundit for Barbie. So maybe it's not maybe it's not in my top two, but it's it's that third spot, that puncher's chance spot that should probably be better odds than fourteen to one. What do you think? How'd I do? I think I'm going to put all my money on Oppenheimer. <laughs> I have that effect. I, don't think, I, like, I have that effect think, on betters, and I have that effect on women, guys. So. I think I think you're you're well founded, Dave. To, like you make a good point that yeah, this is Mike and I are saying like, well, the field's going to come back to Barbie, and yeah, there's no evidence that that's going to happen. It's just that it's what has happened coming out. Like if you look at these. The the Golden Globes best picture the twelve entries there you look at the, the however many we have listed here at the for the Oscars odds like there's not a lot of movies that make you leave the theater feeling good about yourself mm. so <laughs> if that trend continues your choices are going to be pretty limited if like if that's what you want if you're a voter you want to pick something that makes you feel good as opposed to the horrifying oppression of Oppenheimer or the horrifying realization of what we do as people in Killers of the Flower Moon, right. mm. those types of movies, I, I, your your options are kind of limited. The mankind, I mean, the view on mankind is pretty grim and poor things as well. I mean, the holdovers is a little better, but I, I think the holdovers is, to me, that's the sucker bet, but that's that's just me. I do think you've made a compelling case that outside of obviously Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, and I, and, I'm, and I will say fairly high up in the show, I, I just don't think that's winning Best Picture. Killers or yeah, Killers, yeah. I I, I I don't think Killers of the Flower Moon will win Best Picture. Um, so you are sort of left then between Oppenheimer and the Outsiders, and we've seen this before. Look, we saw it with Coda. Um, it haunts my soul. I remember seeing Coda. At you know, 20 to one and 33 mm-hmm. to one early in the season in sort of like October and November time. And even in like December, it was 14 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I did have a little sprinkle on it, but I never fully believed that that narrative would play out, but it did. And we've seen again with um, old sausage fingers the other year as well, that, that, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, right. That the, everything everywhere. There is this, sense you know sort of post covid and the changing and diversification of the academy that those feel good films have clearly got more of a chance than they had in previous years mm. and jokes aside you you put forward a very compelling case for barbie i just wonder if it's i don't know what it is something in my head that's just adamant that it can't win picture um I mean, Oppenheimer is short though. It's already a, a minus. That's number. what I was going to ask you next. Is so what's what's are you going in on Oppenheimer at minus one sixty five, or is that already too heavy of a vig? No, I wouldn't be going in at that. The best price you can get in the UK, and you might be able to get it in some UK books, is even money. I bet a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar profit, so two hundred back. But I, I I remember looking at um, Oppenheimer several months ago at seven to one, and it came into sort of four to one. And I was very, very tempted when it was four to one and I didn't get involved. Um, but then again, it's that risk, isn't it? Even money minus 165 might be the best price you ever see on Oppenheimer. 
Um, Especially if it does well at the Globes, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll get on to the Globes and, and why I think there's a, there, it's important for Barbie to do well there. But if you are going to listen to the experts, and the two mics are the experts, I'm the clown here, um, <laughs> then, yeah, you know, look, Barbie's a good price. That's a decent price. You don't have to put a lot of turkey money down to i don't know what a turkey costs in in the states but say it's 50 bucks like forget the turkey 50 bucks on barbie and you know times that by 12 14 and you've got turkey for life then <laughs> you got 12 turkeys yeah i think yeah, uh yeah. i think that's a good it's a good price so I, I like that i i think another good price is american fiction and and maybe we could kind of move our best picture conversation in this direction because american fiction was the Feinberg forecast number one for a while in best picture, especially after all of the fall film festival audience awards went towards American fiction, TIFF, Middleburg, Mill Valley were the big three. I also read up that Virginia and Windsor, those two film festivals went American fiction's way as well. But I mean, it hasn't performed all that good thus far in terms of the nominations five indie spirit noms is what you'd expect but only one gotham and whatever the gothams are small juries okay but only two golden globes only five critics choice noms and one of them's best comedy so american fiction has underperformed thus far now i haven't seen it mike hasn't seen it i don't know if you've seen it yet dave so we're we're flying blind a little bit i i, I hear people love it i'm going to see it next week I'm looking forward to it, but American fiction needs to do well at SAG, PGA, and DGA. But is this 14 to 1 price something where you would sprinkle, or would you would it take more of like the color purple? Which again is getting good reviews thus far, but I'm not necessarily feeling best picture momentum because also color purple has not done well in this first wave of nominations, but that's 25 to 1 at least. Mm. At those prices, you know, despite the high horse that i sat on about how barbie can't win best picture or, I, or at least i don't think it will you know american fiction and barbie both at 14 to 1 i'd probably be more tempted to go down the american fiction route um but this this might just be my hatred for barbie oh. and i don't mean i don't i don't mean the film by the way i just mean see you know ma- the maybe... guy goes to the gym and loses weight and all of a sudden he's anti-feminism i yeah, knew it from the moment yeah, he signed yeah, yeah. Him you became a bro you 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 went to the gym and you became a bro we should tell everyone david looks great by he looks the way. great he's, he's, looks... he's a felt man now yeah i've lost 60 pounds and now i'm just a terrible human being no. I, I ooze toxic masculinity um no but I'm, I'm i'm owning that i'm being honest i sort of i went into barbie wanting to not like it and i genuinely liked it i mean i had some issues with it but i thought everything about that film shouldn't work but it does Mm. and you have to respect the director the everyone involved in the production and all the actors for making it work i just can't imagine in my head barbie winning best picture um but yeah out of those two at the 14s i'd probably and based on your advice as well uh, and what you've just said i'd probably throw a dart at barbie so mike barbie is it a comp like a star wars like a top gun maverick like an avatar is it a bridesmaid for lack of a better term or does it get the you know the box office prize but not the best picture trophy is it is barbie going to be in that lane do you think or do you think we're living in a new world where barbie barbie could win maybe to close this conversation mike what do you think 
I think it kind of Barbie and Oppenheimer are kind of reflective of what I also think about American fiction, or at least they all kind of have one to do with each other is that if you're American fiction, it's kind of a bad year to be a movie that needs wins above the line Mm -hmm. that needs to upset above the line. Cause it seems like directors already spoken for, right? Mm. It seems like both screenplay categories are down to two or three a piece right now. Anyway, like again, Jeffrey Wright's going to be in the actor conversation I don't think that one's closed yet, but he may not make nomination either, mm-hmm. right? So, like, American Fiction is that type of movie where that's it's not going to have a lot of technical stuff, we don't think, technical noms to rely on in terms of an Oscars puzzle thing. And if it does do well above the line, it's going to do so probably in the face of Barbie or Oppenheimer, right? So those are kind of all intermingled and intertwined. I, I, I happen to like Barbie more as a longer shot just because of, again, what we were talking about, but... Would I be stunned if American Fiction wins Best Picture on Oscar Sunday? It has a lot of work to do, and it needs to upset somewhere that it's not currently upsetting right now. But it, it, it's still early enough in the year that that could happen. So, all right, if we each have $100, what are we what are we putting on in Best Picture right now? You got to throw it down. I'm probably putting it on Barbie. I'm trying to win some money. But what what are you doing, Mike? Putting 200 on Barbie. <laughs> David. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's such a, that's such a Mike response. 200 on Barbie. It's absolutely typical. Um, if I had a hundred dollars, let me be clear uh, of Turkey money. I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it, which is unusual for me. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to take the even money. I'm going to double my money on Oppenheimer and then go and lose it in the casino. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I do think. I mean, if you could find Oppenheimer, even like Dave saying is yeah. out there in the UK, that's definitely worth your time right now. Because I don't think you're going to get shorter than even or longer than even odds on it. All right. I think it's only going to shorten up. Well, let's keep the best picture conversation going, but let's let's talk about it in the sense of the Golden Globes. The the Globe Picture Drama category has these odds, guys. Oppenheimer is minus three fifty. Killers of the Flower Moon plus three hundred. Past Lives is plus 800, Maestro 12 to 1, Anatomy of a Fall 22 to 1, and The Zone of Interest 25 to 1. So, is there a Barbenheimer effect on the Globe's votership? We know this is a transformed voting body. We know this is 300 people as opposed to 90 old white guys. This is 300. This is diverse votership. A lot of FIP Refsky members who vote for awards at the Cannes Film Festival and a lot of these international film festivals. We've saw some ref- we've seen some refreshing nominees from the Golden Globes thus far. I think we we're pretty happy with that set, Michael. Uh, even more so than we were with the mm-hmm. Critics' Choice set of noms, I would say, which is shocking to me. Is this between Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon, can can we write off the the next four? What do you guys think? It's a heavy vig on Oppenheimer. I mean, that's a heavy for for especially for Oppenheimer's best picture resume, which isn't all that resounding right now. I mean, Oppenheimer in the in the precursor and the critics films uh, critics awards lead ups has as many best picture wins as American Fiction does with two. Now, Flower Moon leads all categories. And again, thanks to the next best picture for their tallies, but like Flower Moon leads all best picture wins right now, but it only has four. So it's not like there's any one movie that's running away with this. But still, with that being the case and with Flower Moon having kind of big wins recently, I'm surprised that you're doing like what uh, th- uh, to the third power as much mm. in terms of the Flower Moon odds versus what Oppenheimer's out there for. Oppenheimer, you got to bet $3.50 to win a dollar profit. Killers of the Flower Moon, you bet a dollar to get $3 a profit. That's. 
right through the even money line. That's very surprising to me. I don't know about you, Dave. Yeah, it's always interesting when you look at these books because, you know, people always talk about value. I talk about value. Oh, that's a good value bet. I mean, the best value bet is a bet that wins. There's no value if you lose. Right. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, and, 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 and that is the art of gambling. And that's why the bookmakers, that's why Vegas are so good, because they know if they push a certain line out, they will draw the money in because people will go, or oh, Killers of the Flower Moon at plus 300. I think that should be more like, you know, plus 200 or maybe a bit shorter. So they draw you in. I mean, the reality is I think Oppenheimer will win that category. Mm-hmm. But at minus 350, would I be willing to put $350 down to win 100 bucks? Probably not. Um, you feel like an idiot on Golden Globes night too. Like if you put, if you place that bet and then Flower Moon wins, you're like, of course they gave it to Scorsese. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. not only that, it's you can have a little bit of a flutter on the Killers of the Flower Moon in the hope that there's a narrative for that winning and it has yeah. a chance of winning. And if you lose your money, you, you know, you've had a go. But if, you, if you're betting big, you know, if you're betting house to win car and, and Oppenheimer right. gets beat, not only is your wallet crying, you're crying. There's, right. you know, the turkey's <laughs> crying, um, <laughs> you know. So, look, I think Oppenheimer will win there. And that price is just about tempting enough to 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 lure in the whales, you know, the big punters that might just want to buy some easy cash. But if I had to bet in that category, I would probably, even though I think Oppenheimer will ultimately win at the Oscars, and I think it will win at the Globes, if I had to have a small bet, it would probably be take a chance on killers. So last year, Steven Spielberg did win, but I don't think the voting body was as robust as it is now. I think that was in transition at the Golden Globes. And by the way, I up. think Past Lives being third right now reflects that, Mike. I think mm-hmm. Past Lives having shorter odds than Maestro is reflective of the uh, voting body, the new whatever the HFPA wants to call itself now. Well, it, it, it's reflective in the nominees, right? We got three international yeah. films. That's never happened mm-hmm. before. Or three non-English language films, which is awesome. Uh, in terms of Killers of the Flower Moon at plus three, 300, it's tempting. The only... The last thing I want to say about it is, again, regarding to the Cinematic or Box Office Achievement Award. Mike, do you place any importance on that award being in here? We've we've had this conversation twice already, but are you looking at this votership? Are you is Oppenheimer going to get relegated somehow to that award win? when Barbie could win comedy or musical and therefore killers of the flower moon can win this. Are they looking at it as a three, a three film win on the night, a three film celebration on the night, perhaps if you're looking at a, at a globes ballot, does anybody vote that way? What do you think? It is, it is fascinating because like we said in the last time we talked about that category is we're we're off to set precedent right away. Right. So is that going to be your, hey, I couldn't fit you into my best picture winning category, so sorry, here's your consolation prize, Oppenheimer? Or is it going to be, well, Mario made a shitload of money, so let's vote Mario. You know what I mean? Like, well, And that's going to set the table for what that category is if the Globes keep it going forward, too. Mm. Can I see that being a relegation category where uh, I'll, I'll give Flower Moon this, I'll give Barbie comedy and musical, and yeah, Oppenheimer can win the cinematic achievement. Uh, yeah, I can absolutely see people voting that way. Will it happen? If there's a God with a comedic sense, Taylor Swift wins that category, right? (laughs) Dave, what do you think about cinematic uh, or box office achievement just in general and then talk about who's going to win it? 
I th- I think you guys make a really interesting point. <laughs> I've got to try and keep a straight face. It's impossible with you two jokers. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like what's best for the award show? What's best for the pundits? What's best for your average watcher? Well, it's always best when you spread the love. Do you know what I mean? When things are spread around and keeps people interested and keeps people on their toes. Um, you know, we've all sat through those award ceremonies where people just, or award seasons for that matter, where there's just a steamroller, you know, where people are just, blasting out win after win and we come Oscars Sunday everything's minus 10 million and it's like well right. do, do I even need to watch so I could I could see it happening I could see it happening um and it wouldn't it would not surprise me at all to see Killers of the Flower Moon win there um I mean I think it's important to note that Killers of the Flower Moon was best picture favorite as soon as the books opened and uh, not long after the Oscars in March you know, when the books came out in April, May, it's it was the favourite, and it's been right up there the whole time. Like I think most people agree, it was always going to be a player. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating. It's yeah. However that pans out is is going to be really interesting to see how that will be. I well, well let's find out. <laughs> so if we had, so we're probably staying away from this globe drama category. If we had to bet, or if we if we could choose whether or not to bet. But if we had to bet, are we all placing money on Killers of the Flower Moon? Is that what I'm reading? Is there any way it's not one of those two in this category? I mean, is there any world in which either of you guys can see Past Lives or Maestro or Anatomy? I I mean, Zone of Interest is probably just happy to be here. But, like, is there any way it's not one of those two movies? Past Lives, Anatomy or Fall or the Zone of uh, Interest probably get relegated to the non-English language category at the Globes, right? I would think. Right, that would be my instinct. So I don't think Maestro is a real contender in this category. So there, even though it did, it did like major nominations at the Globes. Maestro is so. a real contender if this is twenty seventeen, right? Right, right. And with the new Globes votership, this is probably between Oppenheimer and Killers. We, of the Flower we Moon. hope, we hope Maestro is not a real contender. <laughs> Maestro's with fun. the new Globes votership. I look, I mean, I'm not saying good. it's about. I, just... I haven't seen it yet. I'm just saying based mm. on. Yeah. Why. <laughs> well, Oppenheimer's super white. Oppenheimer's very white too. That's true. Yes, yeah. the whites. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm glad you touched on it. Maestro's a, a fascinating film this award season. It comes out in the UK on December the 20th, I think. Yeah, you're um, too good. Which is two days time as we're recording. And look, when, when we come on to the best actor category, I'll I'll talk a lot about Bradley Cooper. Um. I can't wait to see it and I can't wait to see how it, you know, how, what, what the film is like. I mean, the trailers suggest you, you can get a sense from the trailer, what kind of film it's going to be. Um, and I think Bradley Cooper is a, a serious contender this award season. Mm. Um, and if he's a contender and Carrie Mulligan and others are, are involved in the conversation and then, Good point. you know, I will bring it up later again in the show, the whole, a star is born that I think was one of the best films of the year that, was going into the Globes as favourite for the Oscar and then shit the bed. Um, you know, it's like, let's not rule Maestro out. You know, I haven't seen it yet and I and I need to see it, but I think that is something to keep an eye on, particularly at 12 to 1. Um, because again, so $100, Dave, what are you doing? Like Mike said in the last category, what would mm, you do with 100 bucks mm. here? <laughs> <laughs> Look, at 100 bucks, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, bet that to to win $35 or whatever, you know, it's just not something I'm really involved in. 
um, I'd probably just chuck it on Maestro and shout Hail Mary and pray. So you wouldn't even put anything on Flower Moon? <laughs> yeah, well, it would, be, it would be between Killers of the Flower Moon at 3-1 to one or Maestro at 12s, and I have a problem, so I'd probably go Maestro at 12s. <laughs> because, and, and, and look, I know, I know I've made myself sound like a bad guy here, but if Maestro wins <laughs> and I win $1,200... I'm gonna buy a load of turkeys, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be like Denzel Washington in American Gangster. I'm just gonna be throwing turkeys out the back of a van, like Bumpy Johnson or whatever his boss was called. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's like I know what you mean. I, I have that fantasy too. I'm gonna to fly to New York, and I'm gonna distribute turkeys in America. Let it be known. I mean, it's only twelve hundred bucks, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> it's we a nice get, idea. We got to get on YouTube because the way he just pointed at the freaking yeah, so aggressive. That was great. Nah, he, you can tell he's been working out. Has anyone ever threatened you on your show to fly to your home country <laughs> and distribute turkeys in the city of New York? Probably not. That was good form too. I yeah. mean, you had the over the over the show mm-hmm. anyway. All right, Globe Picture Comedy. Or mu- musical. Let's get into this. And I'm a little surprised by these odds, but maybe I shouldn't be. I mean, I don't think you are, David. Poor Things is plus 110. Barbie is plus 125. They're both both close in terms of the, 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 the who's the favorite. The Holdovers plus 450. American Fiction, 10 to 1. May, December, 16 to 1. And Air is 22 to 1. So, all right. This is another category where new Golden Globes votership are probably choosing between poor things and Barbie. However, the holdovers, the holdovers would have win the, won this category ten times out of ten. The old Golden Globes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But look at poor things won the Venice Golden Lion. You, you got to take that seriously. Yorgos is, you know, he's all over the go, you know these nominations. The poor things is well nominated. I could see poor things taking this, but again, is it a Barbenheimer year? Is this an Oscars puzzle theory or globe puzzle theory? Michael, I mean, I'm I'm looking at... I, I don't even know what to pick between Barbie and Poor Things right now. Talk me into one of them. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about how sick my mind is, and I'm sure Dave can get along with this. This category presents a chance for you to gamble on your gamble. I was because... going to say the same thing. <laughs> hey, if, if you... If you... <laughs> We're sick. We're twisted. If you like Barbie... If you like Barbie, Mike, mm-hmm. at 14 to 1 for Oscar's Best Picture Odds. Okay, I do. If Barbie doesn't win here, logic dictates right. its odds will get longer, right? Right. So if you want to juice a little more out of Barbie and get it around maybe 20 to 1, don't place your bet. You hope for poor things to win here. Now, again, it goes back to why am I so sure that the field is going to come back to Barbie when there's no evidence that that'll happen other than happy movies have done well coming out of the pandemic. Like, there's no evidence that Barbie is a threat right now for best picture, but Mike and I both like it, right? Like, mm. it's a long shot for a reason. I think Dave actually laid out a great explanation as to why it is a long shot. It's probably not going to do well at the BAFTAs. It may not do well at, at it probably do well at Critics' Choice, but it may not do well at other precursors or major precursors. Nonetheless, there's still that thing that both of us have and other pundits in the uh, in the industry have where it's like, don't count out Barbie yet. Let, let's just see what happens with Barbie. If you want to get Barbie around like 18 to 1, 20 to 1, you're hoping Poor Things wins this category and those odds are going to get longer. So you can gamble on your gamble of Barbie to win Best Picture on Oscar Sunday here. However... I would feel like in a in a two best picture or a three best picture day, Barbie's got to take one of these three globes. 
either for and again i don't know what cinematic or box office achievements gonna mean and how people are gonna view it or how most importantly voters are gonna view it that's how that's what i would be my caveat i think it would depend on what i don't disagree except like if it's poor things in this category oppenheimer in the drama category best picture for the globes and then mario wins that cinematic achievement i think barbie's still alive but if if it's poor things oppenheimer oppenheimer then yeah barbie's probably in trouble but barbie's probably in trouble if it gets blanked doesn't it is it it, because i i think barbie needs to win one of these three awards or it needs to have a good day at the globes and then it's got to pick up later on a PGA or I I doubt Barbie's going to win SAG Ensemble. I don't I don't feel like that's a eventuality for Barbie where it gets the kind of congeniality. P- prize you're probably there. right in saying PGA is probably it's where it's got to hold the storm. But that, I said yes. that last year about Top Gun Maverick, and I really and I and I. And I I probably shouldn't have. I shouldn't have held out hope for Top Gun Maverick later in that season. What did win PGA last year? Was it Everything Everywhere? Yeah, Everything. But okay. so, so I mean, Barbie probably needs to at least win early, and we've seen that a hundred thousand times in Oscar seasons in the past, where it's a seesaw battle, but there was a C to the saw. Like Barbie's got to win now, and then it can come back later. But I would think it's got to win comedy or musical if it's going to be a a threat down the line but maybe you're right maybe but but that no that no i'm sorry i th- it sounds like gambling sickness to me i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> gamble Welcome. against your gamble. join us what the hell are we talking oh, no, about well no of us <laughs> i think if i'm betting barbie for best picture i'm betting barbie here is what I think I'm doing. So that's what I'm doing. I'm betting Barbie here. So you're but a I coward. Totally... It's okay. We all I, we've all I, discussed who we are, and you're a coward. No, I'm not doing <laughs> mental gymnastics. To, I'm, to... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> as I as I chicken hawk my chest out here. <laughs> no, I, I can see poor things winning this category. But if I'm if I'm feeling Barbie's gonna have a shot, I'm I'm picking Barbie here. And if I have a hundred dollars, I'm betting on Barbie here. What are you guys doing with your hundred dollars in glow picture comedy or musical? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting one. Like poor things at plus one ten and Barbie at plus one twenty five. That that's even for a degenerate gambler like me. That's that's dangerously close to Vegas basically saying toss a coin. We don't really mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. And my head sort of says, like if if Barbie is going to be that genuine best c- picture contender, I think it just has to win here. That that's the way I perceive it. But if I toss a coin, David, if I toss a coin, heads or tails, I give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> Let's just start doing it right now. <laughs> okay, how about heads? I win a hundred dollars, and tails, I win a hundred dollars. Do you? Do you yeah. I'll take that. That's action. the way you made it sound, Mike. And I was like, I'm in for that. Yeah, you throw don't, a coin, and just hand me don't money. Don't offer that to anyone in Vegas because you'll, yeah. you'll be a very poor man. Um, Basically, my my analysis is if you think Barbie is a legitimate best picture contender and a 14 to 1, then that, you know, plus 125 looks very, very tempting. But equally, Mike's laid out a very good argument as to why you could, you know, get stuck into poor things and then use that profit to have a bit of a sprinkle elsewhere. But what will happen is everyone will be saying it's poor things or Barbie. And the holdovers will win and we'll go, ah, oh, well, that mm. makes sense. And and then we'll all look stupid and no one will be having turkey this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am surprised that 
American fiction is fourth in these odds. Mm. I mean, and so far behind the holdovers at only, that, more than double the odds. Only two Globe nominations, though, right? I mean, it's a bad it day. Didn't do well. Didn't do well. Uh, it's hard to bad take day, it seriously. Yeah. All right, hundred dollars, Mike. What do you? What do you? Or Dave, did you say what you're doing with your hundred dollars, or did you? You made no, me laugh. No, too, no, I haven't said. I mean, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still deciding. Um, mm. In light of, in light of what you've said earlier, with your, you know, very logical and reasonable argument as to why Barbie could be a contender and best picture, I feel like if it's going to be that, it needs to win here. Mm. Therefore, if I have my hundred dollars, um, that's where I think the the logical play is at plus one twenty five. But it's a, a a really tough category, and the and the odds reflect that i am so sick in the head because i'm thinking like <laughs> this is mike this is not even this isn't a bit either like this is exactly what my thought process would be if i had a hundred dollars to put on this category i would be okay i'm gonna put 50 on poor things in the hope and, I'm, and i'll probably split the other 50 between the holdovers and american fiction i'm gonna hope barbie loses you're contrarian because well no no, no. i'm is... gonna hope barbie loses for my line of thinking, because I need to be the smartest man in the room, because when Barbie loses, that means the odds will get longer. And to me, that's me. OK, now it's going to win Best Picture and I'm the only person who saw it. So I'm going to put even more money on Barbie to win Best Picture at the Oscars, which is just I mean, all that'll do is lose me more money. <laughs> can I can I just briefly say something about that? Depending on how Barbie does in this category at the Globes, it's going to shift the Best Picture line massively. So uh-huh. if, if if Barbie wins. I think so too comedy or musical it will go from like 14 to 1 12 to 1 probably to like 6 or 7 to 1 it will probably half in price if the bookies are reasonable which they're not they're unreasonable so it will probably be like 4 to 1 second favorite yep Yep. Um, i think so too if it gets beat they probably won't push the line that far out but they might offer you 20 to 1 but either way there's going to be movement and you know it's yeah I mean, there is a way mathematically we could potentially try and flutter on everything and see if we can turn a small profit. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just gamble on everything. Just put is my sixteen dollars on each entry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need help. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, this this is, yeah, this is something else. That was forty-five minutes on best pictures. Uh, and I, I was telling myself I'm letting us go this long because the Golden Globe director and best director is probably a shorter conversation. But no, we're sick. This this is <laughs> we are sick dudes for going that long. But I, all right. So, Mike, for some cockamamie reason, cock of shit reason, you're going with poor things and, and holdovers. And well, I mean, what, what would I put my money on? Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. What I think is going to win. I think Barbie's going to win this category. David adamantly banged the table against Barbie, five, you know, forty-five minutes sooner, and then he's bet putting money on Barbie later. Uh, yeah, that and- that is what a gambler does. They just don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the thing is, briefly, we think we know what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we convince ourselves, and then it doesn't happen, and we're like. Something's gone wrong. We're like Oppenheimer. We're looking at all the numbers. That beautiful score's playing. Unbelievable. You guys are you guys are something else. All right. Well, best director, probably a shorter conversation. I will rip through some odds here. Christopher Nolan, minus two twenty five as a as a favorite, fairly heavy. Martin Scorsese, plus three hundred, 
You can get him as far out as plus 780, whatever that number is. Yorgos Lanthimos, anywhere from plus 300 to plus 600. Greta Gerwig, plus 600 to plus 1,000. Jonathan Glazer, same odds there, plus 600 to plus 1,000. Celine Song, plus 700 in most places, plus 1,800 as far as she goes. Bradley Cooper, plus 10 to 1 or, or 10 to 1 or, or 18 to 1. Cord Jefferson, 18 to 1 to 20 to 1. Uh, Justine Trier, 11 to 1 to 22 to 1. Alexander Payne, 14 to 1 to 25 to 1. That's probably as far as I need to go, even though uh, Hayao Miyazaki's kind of a fun long shot at plus 33 to 1 or same for Todd Haynes. But guys, minus 225 is what I'm looking at for Christmas. That's for the Young. Oscar too. That's not for the gold. For the Boy. Oscar. Yeah. For I mean, the Oscar. To, to have to have an Oscar's favorite that's already in the minus two to minus three hundred range is pretty incredible on December eighteenth. Now he's not running away with the you know, with all the critics awards. We've seen Scorsese win at uh, NBR, right? I mean it, he's not running away yet necessarily. The lead is is surmountable for a Scorsese or for somebody else, but I'm feeling like this is going to be a Nolan coronation, and I'm feeling like, yeah, I might as well put my money on that minus 225. That uh, again, It's already prohibitive. No, I mean, but I already... don't care. He's going to win. Well, Give but, me money. Okay, but if you put 225 down today and he comes out with a sexual abuse scandal tomorrow, God forbid, like that's why it's uh, – that's I'm serious. Like, that's why it's not about? worth – it's not worth putting money down at that price. It's just not. There's too many things that could go wrong that make your bet useless. I mean, Ann Thompson does say he could, you know, drown a cat. And, and she does say that they, we're all coming up with terrible things. And I've been dragging Ann's name into the boat here. But <laughs> look, I think Christopher Nolan is a favorite, right? I mean, he's for a reason. And he, he made one of the the best movies of the year and it it, it it is is a career statement for him this is his time he might right? have a future in this business martin scorsese's directorial prowess on killers of the flower moon to me it's just not as muscular as it's been in the past it felt like a pbs miniseries to me it just doesn't feel like a best director win at the oscars to me it was if, fucking if scorsese if scorsese didn't ha- i mean this is you could almost argue this is 2006 for Nolan. If Scorsese didn't have The Departed, then yeah, you can make. I mean, there's a huge case to be made, especially with how many Best Picture wins Flower Moon's picked up recently. But I, I yeah, I don't. This has to be Nolan. It even is his the, time. Even The Irishman was like Scorsese putting his stamp on it. This this is Nolan's stamp on yeah. on. It, it feels like his time. So I mean, can we get out of this conversation? What do you think, Dave? Is, is Nolan taking this, or are you intrigued by the rest of the field? No, I think this is like the the good thing, the banker, the certainty kind of thing. Um, directors an interesting category historically to look at from a gambling angle. Um, of all the books in terms of picture, director, acting categories, director normally the odds are the shortest, the earliest. Like the bookies tend to have a very good idea quite early who they think is going to win. And looking back in my degenerate gambling documentation files, I can see historically when bookies have said this director's going to win and they make them, you know, the, the the line a negative number, almost always it's it's come to pass in the last four or five years I've been tracking it. Uh, Nolan is, look, if you can get that sort of minus 200-ish figure, minus 225, that's probably 99.99999% certain oh the best God. line. Oh. 
You'll Ergo, never get it shorter. You'll never get it shorter. Ergo, yeah. why wouldn't you just put money on I mean, it never now? Longer. Never get it longer, I mean. Never get it longer. So why wouldn't you just put money on it now? You should. I mean, seriously, at the moment, in the UK books, he's minus 300. And I still think that's a good price because he'll be minus... 5,000, by the way, or, or 10,000 come Oscars Sunday. There's one book in the UK that's four to six, so $60 on to win 40. So, and that's a great price. And I'll minus, probably get... See, minus 150, you can get me. I'll, I'll pull out my, yeah. yeah minus I mean, 300, that... I think it's already, I think all the value's already sucked out of it. Mm. Yeah, well, four to six, I can't convert it into the US odds because I'm I'm not a genius. And, you know, that's I just minus see... 150. I All of this talk about value, though, if he's going to win, just he's going to win. He's going to win. And I think that's a fair price. Like if I was pricing up Nolan now, I'd have him at like for the Oscar. I'd, ha- I'd already have him at like minus 600. Well, at like, the Globes, I, he's minus 500, guys. So Yeah, and I think Scorsese's, that's probably a good price. Scorsese's as far out as plus 450. Yorgos is 10 to 1. Gerwig's 12 to 1. Song 22 to 1, as well as Cooper 22 to 1, 25 to 1 for Cooper, actually. So, like, I, I wouldn't even bet that I would stay away from this category. Like, that to yeah. me is somewhat prohibitive. Yeah, I mean, my, five, minus, five, uh, minus 500 there. So, we're all probably staying away from Nolan and Director, Mike. Well, there's only two. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, you can't put money on a minus 500, but there's, I mean, maybe you throw it into a parlay, even though I hate doing that. And I don't understand why people do, because that always comes back to bite them. But uh, just two notes about the director category with the Globes and the former HFPA. If Marty's going to upset, it probably would be at the Globes because the former HFPA has already given him three of their awards in director. The most recent being 2011 for Hugo. And if you're thinking about, you know, a Celine song or a Bradley Cooper upset in this category, there is a history of the Globes awarding directors who have never been nominated as a director at the Academy Awards previously, but since about the turn of the millennium, more often than not, those first-time winners are at the helm of movies that end up winning Best Picture. I mean, James Cameron for Titanic, Mendes for American Beauty, Danny Boyle, Slumdog Millionaire, Ben Affleck at Argo, uh, Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Damien Chazelle for La La Land for those 30 seconds before it was rescinded at the Oscar stage. So <laughs> the, if you're going to be a first-time winner uh, in this category, you need to be the director of the Best Picture winner, essentially. So look, if they have if they have 70 of the 90 old white guys still there mm-hmm. at the Golden Globes, and this is and if, if director is a close race, then you can actually talk me into... Scorsese winning this thing the same way that Spielberg won last year. But however, Nolan is not the Daniels. I don't think there's the barrier to entry with, with this, like there was last year with everything everywhere, all at once where we, where we knew that old people weren't going to like it at first blush. Like the golden globes. It's his time argument is ridiculous. And yet it doesn't feel, I mean, it kind of feels apropos when you're talking about Christopher Nolan, doesn't it? Because he's so established and already, like you said, has already broken through so many times and is so well known, and it's kind of unbelievable that we're at this point in his career and he doesn't have those awards to show for it. So, yeah, I, I don't. I, this is this was a ten minute conversation for all of us to say Christopher Nolan and then move on. <laughs> Supporting actress is where we'll go next. We'll talk about the Oscar odds. Divine Joy Randolph is a, a favorite right now, minus one seventy five uh, to minus one thirty seven. Danielle Brooks plus one seventy five. Emily Blunt plus 
500 as far as plus 500 plus 333 is as short as you can get her uh taraji p henson plus 900 jody foster 10 to 1 julianne moore 10 to 1 uh to uh 12 to 1 american for america ferrera plus 1600 uh to plus uh 2000 same for penelope cruz sandra huller is uh, a nine to one out to 22 to one viola davis 10 to one to 25 to one rosamund pike 16 to one to 25 to one Kara jade myers plus uh, you know 40 to one florence Pugh 50 to one claire foy 50 to one as well as rachel mcadams so this is a category where you might be able to gamble i would say because i because because look i don't I, like I don't see the Randolph performance as a typical winner. You gotta go back. You know, if you if you go back and look at the long list of drama comedy winners or the short list of drama comedy winners, it's Yu Jung Yoon. It's maybe Octavia Spencer, even though she was kind of in a she wasn't like the comic relief in the Help. She was a serious role in that film. Otherwise, we've seen a lot of the drama comedy actresses here lose we've saw carrie condon lose last year she was funny and she was intense amanda seyfried and mank scarlett johansson and jojo rabbit kate winslet and steve jobs funny and dramatic emma stone and birdman jennifer lawrence and american hustle i don't know i i don't i haven't seen the runaway drama comedy actress even though i love those performances randolph's my number one right now we have seen Ariana DeBose, Anne Hathaway, Jennifer Hudson, Catherine Zeta-Jones. We've seen that four times in the last 20 years where the big musical, undeniable showstopper winner goes all the way. Danielle Brooks could be that in The Color Purple. I don't know about the Emily Blunt performance. I think the nomination's a win for her at the end of the day. I I, I don't see the Jodie Foster, Penelope Cruz I don't see those performances as like undeniable. Like we always hear about the the repeat winner, they gotta go above and beyond, and it's unfair because there's, you know, like the, we we made the argument with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mike. They gotta do even more than they did before, which probably shouldn't be the case. It should just be that they they're the best of the year. So, plus I'm looking at Jodie Foster and Penelope Cruz coming from movies in Nyad and Ferrari that are not gonna do as well down the card. And yes, we've seen If Beale Street Could Talk and talking to Regina King. We've seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona for the last time Penelope Cruz won, where that was a lone nom. I mean, look, we, we've seen mo- movies with only a few noms, but I don't know, man. I'm looking at this category. I'm, I'm looking at an open category, I think, because I'm making arguments against more than I can for. But Danielle Brooks is probably the soundest argument I can make right now, but I haven't seen her yet, so I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, you... you took all the thoughts all i could do was kind of echo i haven't been comfortable with divine joy randolph being the the runaway favorite since i saw in maybe that's stubbornness because i want her to win so badly i'm like refusing to get my hopes up about her you're reverse jinxing her right like i do think she's that good and Just i would like love you to reverse see her jinx barbie a second ago <laughs> with your money you did. so and i mean you're right we haven't seen the color purple yet so i, I can't comment really on uh on daniel brooks performance uh I tell you what, on Oscar Sunday though, if Emily Blunt upsets and wins this category, then you don't you can turn off the television, right? Because Oppenheimer's going to win Best Picture. Oh yeah, is I that mean, a beloved performance though from that movie? I think is it's that... a show of strength. I've always thought that was a show of strength thing. 
Like okay. she, we're just going to bring her into the nomination. I mean, because one, she's Emily Blunt and she deserves it every time she's on screen. And two, I mean, it's proper because that that movie is such a force that we want a representation in that category. Well, David, we know that the Screen Actors Guild, they've loved some Emily Blunt performances. Even when she wasn't nominated at the Oscars, she won for A Quiet Place, right? I mean, so Emily, do you see her as a real contender, Dave? Yes, um, for the reasons you've outlined. And I, I think she's a superb actress and that there is a route. And I think that route involves Screen Actors Guild for sure. Um, it's one of those categories that there's 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 other categories that I think are much more clear and have a clear narrative. This is one where you I feel like you can make an argument for a lot of people as you you guys have done. Um, and look, the blunt angle is an interesting one. This this is a category at the moment where there's a there's a little bit of value floating around, but I I honestly wouldn't know where to put my money. Mm. It it would be, you know, if I wasn't on this episode, I'd be just be like I'll listen to what the two mics say. I'll weigh up the options and I'll, I'll put a bit of cash down, but I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I think so, it's a tough category to call at the moment. I look at this in the sense that if, if this is a two way race between divine joy Randolph and Danielle Brooks, then the two way race could easily become a three, a four, a five way race at the end of the day. This could become a wide open race because we're, we're not on a track. We're not, you know, we're not racing at Le Mans, it's not about the fastest car. It's about the number of votes available and the field can come back and the threshold can be lowered to that third person who could gain momentum, Mike. I don't disagree. And yet we're just off a category in which we said, wow, Christopher Nolan's already minus 225 to minus 300 as the, on the Oscar side. And Divine Joy Randolph is almost at minus 200 herself. Okay. And we well, just look said... At her. Look at her right. in Golden Globes. Yeah, she's go ahead. Even he- she's even stronger of a favorite. She's minus 400. Yeah, so Dan- she's really close to what Nolan's odds are in both mm-hmm. the, the Oscars breakdown. and the, So, I mean, maybe she is more entrenched, and we just, we're missing the forest for the trees here somehow. Danielle Brooks is plus 300. Emily Blunt, 10 to 1. Julianne Moore, 14 to 1. Jodie Foster, 20 to 1. And Rosamund Pike, 33 to 1 for the Globe Supporting Actress category. So I guess we could talk about them together. If we have money, are we putting it on Divine Joy Randolph and both? What do you think? What, what would, you, would you stay away from this category and wonder how it plays out? Or do you think there's money to be had right now, Michael? I think I would stay away just because I want to see how the international voting body treats something like the the leftovers. Or the, or the holdovers. The, the holdovers. Good God. I'm never going to stop doing that. The holdovers. Um, I even even wrote it down as the leftovers, too. That's funny. Because <laughs> it, it's not like the the holdovers isn't necessarily a uniquely American story, but the setting is. And it's not necessarily the same old uniquely old man, old white man voting body anymore. But, you know, the, the lead of the, this movie is. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think I would stay away. I think I would abstain and just kind of see how this plays out and how the odds change for it going forward in this category. David? Yeah, I think you made a great point there about the the front runner there being the same price in terms of strength as Nolan is in director. Like that doesn't add up. And the only way you can look at that is Nolan isn't as certain in director as we think he is, or this category is much more locked up, as you mm-hmm. say, than again we're suggesting it is. 
So something doesn't add up there. Um, and that, I mean, that's short for the Globes, minus 400. That's basically, you know, don't bet on this category unless you're right. willing to go hard. So something doesn't add up there. So either Nolan's not as certain as we thought, or this category is much more certain than we're all thinking. Here's a very important point that I should have led with. Divine Joy Randolph is running away with the Critics Award scoreboard. Next Best Picture has 20 wins for her as of this moment, because a lot of Critics Awards have come in over the last few days, guys. And and Danielle Brooks is not, nowhere yet. She has not won a Critics Association yet. So, look, we, we do have, you know, pundit reasons for why D- Divine Joy Randolph takes this thing. And maybe maybe it is a fun year where a drama comedy actress takes it. Now, all, all that said, the Globes historically are also, because they are the first major precursor award show of the year, they are also where you usually can find the best value or get surprised with them. Like the Rosamund Pike thing uh, from 14 to 1 a couple years ago. Like, they do have these heavy favorites, but I think they are also, I, just going off memory, obviously, I could be proved wrong with stats, but my memory says this could be the award show that the biggest upsets happen at anyway because the feeling is we don't have the history, right? We like It's so unsure as to what's going to happen going forward in so many categories and what we think may happen all of a sudden gets course corrected and now we're talking about totally different favorites coming out of the Globes than we were going in. Mm. So there could be a big upset brewing in one of these categories. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it is director. I'm turning into you guys now because I talked myself into and then out of Divine Joy Randolph or, or Danielle Brooks as we started this thing. Now I'm back on Divine Joy Randolph to win both of these. And yet I'm intrigued by placing $100 on Emily Blunt in the Globes. <laughs> this is what you've done to me. So if I had if I had to bet $100, I'd be intrigued to bet on Emily Blunt at the Golden Globes. I probably still say I, I probably you know I would stay away if I didn't have to bet on it. But I would, and, and oddly enough, I would if I had a hundred dollars and I had to bet, I would put it on Divine Joy Randolph, I, even at those even at the minus one seventy five. I don't care because I, I I'm talking I'm, myself into that she's going to win. I'm just going to throw this out there. We know that Golden Globes voting body likes Rosamund Pike a lot. Just saying. Ooh. <laughs> just gonna I, say yeah i have tremendous oh, memories plus of that 14 to 1 <laughs> and, plus and, and, 40 to and, 1 and, and the crazy thing was i remember that night mike was like 14 to 1 get involved that was smashed up by the way by the time of the ceremony she was like 5 6 to 1 like there was loads of money so oh, wow. you know 40 to 1 imagine it mike if you go 14 to 1 and 40 to 1 on rosamund pike like that is <laughs> And I, I will have made zero dollars off of it. You know how angry I'll be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember, 90 white old white guys voted for Rosamund Pike however many years ago. Right. Uh, right. Not the same voting body, but just saying. Just saying. So if you had $100, what are you doing in sporting actresses, Oscars and Globes, Michael? $1,000 on Rosamund Pike. No, I... Uh... <laughs> I'm probably <sighs> all my ills will be cured. <laughs> this one, baby. What if it hits? What if it hits? I, 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 I'm probably abstaining from this category. You have to bet. It's the, it's my stupid exercise here. All right, you have to all do. right, all right. For, I'll, I'll, I'll put twenty bucks on Rosamund Pike, 
and then I'll sp- I'll split the other eighty between uh, Brooks mm-hmm. and Blunt. I, yeah, I think minus four hundred is prohibitive. Okay. I really do. And for the Oscar, yeah, I'm probably bucks. splitting. I'm probably splitting fifty dollars between Brooks and Divine Joy Randolph. Okay, David. Yeah, for for the Oscar, straight up, I'd just take Divine Joy Randolph. I'd just sort of put put my hundred bucks down, try and win seventy five bucks, yeah, kind of thing. Whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's where my head would be at. Um, particularly in like the 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 sort of the the critic circles and how well that's going. So that 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 would be my play there. I'd play it safe to try and recoup some of the losses from the lunacy I've talked about throughout the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, maybe we play it safe in this next category of supporting actor. Robert Downey Jr. is a, again, a weird number, but a minus 162 favorite. Eight I can't tell you how much. I, I mean, God bless you, Mike, for figuring that the weird ones out. But those are all fake numbers to me because I've never in my life seen a book with minus. I've seen like m- minus 166, 167. I've never seen minus 162. I have a, an app that converts the odds very Good. quickly. Good. fractional well, odds god so. bless you and your app robert downey jr <laughs> robert downey jr of oppenheimer minus 162 ryan gosling as far as plus 400 but plus 175 from barbie robert de niro plus 350 charles melton plus 350 all the way out to plus 500 mark ruffalo six to one out to ten to one willem dafoe ten to one Coleman Domingo from the color purple, 12 to 1. Sterling K. Brown, 16 to 1. Dominic Sessa, you can get him as far out as 25 to 1. John Magaro, 33 to 1, as well as Glenn Howard in a Blackberry, 33 to 1. Jesse Plemons, 40 to 1. Messina, 50 to 1. Mescal is interesting because he's 20 to 1, all the way out to 66 to 1. Jacob Alordi, Michael, 40 to 1, all the way out. He's to 80 hosting to 1. SNL, the son of a bitch. Yes, when they come show. back in the new year, he's going to host SNL. I've done this. You understand that. He owes me his career right now. <laughs> uh, that's so weird that you would say such a thing. But I think uh, I think this still seems like a race at the moment. And I'm wondering if that's going to continue. Because we've always had this hunch, Michael, that Robert Downey Jr., it's going to be his time. This is where Oppenheimer is going to win that acting award on the night. But... Ryan Gosling is so good in Barbie. And we have Robert De Niro as a, maybe as a career as a career achievement award and then we have we legitimately have a youngster an up and comer winning a ton of critical awards right now with Charles Melton. He leads uh, right now, doesn't he? Doesn't he lead the uh for supporting actor wins, I think, with five. Uh, he just he got he got overtaken by Gosling and Downey Jr. But okay. Downey Downey Jr. leads with seven on the next best okay. picture scoreboard here. Gosling is next with six. Melton has five wins. All right. Don't ever correct me like that again in public. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last time we looked at these odds, which was months and months ago, De Niro was the favorite. He was like a. <laughs> you like shut a, your <laughs> mouth when you're talking to me. That's not. That's all I thought of from the wedding crash. Oh, my God. Um, De Niro was the, the slight betting favorite just ahead of Gosling. Um, so he's fallen back a little bit. But otherwise, look, we've talked for a while about this, Mike. I mean, we think, like, at least three spots are taken. If not three, then four. But definitely at least three, right? Going into Oscar Sunday as far as nominations go. Well, here's the question. Who's the three? I mean, I think Downey and Gosling are in. So two are in. Def- you don't definite. like De Niro. I think there's no question De Niro's nominated. You think so? I do. Dave, do you? Yeah, I thought De Niro was the the best part of that film. Uh, I think I think he's I think he's in. Yeah, 
So if that's the case, then four people are in because Melton's probably in by now, right? He's in, I would say. I mean, but maybe maybe would he's it shock an early to see bird. Melton be bumped by both poor things guys though. That yeah. wouldn't shock me. I don't know if it shocks me, but it would surprise me at this point. But I I don't know. I feel like the vote sharing of the poor things guys is going to knock one of them out, Ruffalo or Defoe. I agree and, with you. I think that's what will happen. But it, I, I'm just saying, like, the young kid getting bumped out by the two established Hollywood elites wouldn't surprise me on Oscar Sunday. And look, we've, we've even seen the, the vote sharing two contenders in one category bump them out of the nomination. We could see Sterling K. Brown swoop in and get that fifth, or Dominic mm-hmm. Sessa get that mm-hmm. fifth nom. But we could stay on wins for now with with these odds. I if I had a hundred dollars, I'm betting it on I'm betting it on Ryan Gosling because I just like here's where I'm gonna be the gambler. I'm gonna t- you know, four to one is I would love that. I could I could see it happening. It's still a race. I would if I gun to my head, Robert Downey Jr. is winning the Oscar. But if I'm gambling and I'm taking a shot, I I could see Ryan Gosling uh, charm. I could see him winning enough in the precursors to to have a shot on Oscar Sunday. And I would like four to one. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you have, Dave, in this category? Um, I think Robert Downey Jr. will win the Oscar. Uh, that's where I see. Uh, the Oscar going in this category um, out of out of the three performances, I I I think his is probably best. But um, I mean, I did love De Niro and Killers of the Flower Moon. I think Killers of the Flower Moon was long and there was issues, but I thought De Niro was like the the best part of that movie, almost mm. the glue that held it together. Um, it's going to be a fascinating category because I think if it's if do you know what if it's one of those categories where in the precursors between BAFTA, SAG, Globe, Choice, etc., that the love has been shared around a bit, you know, and everyone's got a win coming in. It's going to be really interesting to see where the Oscar goes on Oscar Sunday in terms of then best picture for Oppenheimer or potential best picture for Flower, the Clears of the Flower Moon or potential best picture for Barbie. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. earlier in the night where that supporting actor category mm-hmm. goes, will that then be like, ah, uh, yeah, so picture's going here or... Do you know what I mean? But for me, Downey Jr., I think that's a fair price, and I think I think he'll win. That's how I see it at the moment. I agree right now with Dave. In say, and, and, I mean, I've heard people, again, in the industry speak definitively that, oh, this is Downey's. Everyone I talk to in the Academy says Downey's going to win. And this is, like, the only category I've heard people speak so definitively about, which I think is, you know, it's a red flag. It's something to take notice of. <laughs> Here's here's everybody else is certain. I don't buy it. I'm going against it. I I didn't mean red flag. Yeah, it's something. It's just something that sticks with me. Is what I meant. But yeah, it's obviously a lie, and you can't trust anybody. Only listen to me. But here's here's the the problem with like being so Barbenheimer heavy when talking about your Oscars predictions. The Irishman went over ten. The last Scorsese movie, right? Mm. If if Killers of the Flower Moon is like an eight nominee, nine nom, are we really going to be have two Scorsese movies back to back that go like 0 for 19 for him? I don't see the Academy doing that. Well, we're going to talk about where the Academy can award that film for sure uh, coming up here and and down the card down the, down the line in the season. But Gladstone is probably if if somebody's going to win from Killers of the Flower Moon in a major category, that's where Gladstone wins. Right? Fair point. 
or, or Gladstone is that representative for the she would be the, the yeah, she should be the front even though there's a lot of hype behind Emma Stone right now too but yes I I agree and I hope okay. that's that's the case um but again I think because of I have not heard people speak so definitively about any other category yet other than like saying like yes this is Christopher Nolan's year but like I have not heard people report I've spoken to people in the academy and they are saying it's this person's category to win like they have about rdj right now yeah but i'm yeah. with you too like i would love any of those three i'm happy with i don't have a favorite in this category i think they are all deserving <sighs> you guys are talking me out of my hundred my fake a hundred dollars i would love gosling man I, I think gosling should do the entire oscars night in character <laughs> sing i'm just ken be seated as ken in his seat take the awards acceptance speech as ken. like he should just cosplay as ken the whole night. should he just host as ken yes oh my god yes <laughs> we just solved the oscars problems forever have ryan gosling host as ken absolutely who's not every watching year that? until he dies absolutely yeah <laughs> give him a lifetime Done. Wheel him out as a hundred-year-old Kendall <laughs> with the push. sweatshirt. Still, I'm it's enough. Not, it's not too late to push Jimmy Kimmel aside. That's all I'm saying. Push him aside. All right. Uh, so, you guys, if you're putting money down, you're putting it on RDJ at both. I mean, we didn't go over the Globe noms or the Globe odds yet. I mean, RDJ's minus one seventy-five. It's the same thing. Gosling's plus four hundred. De Niro's plus four fifty. Melton nine to one. Ruffalo ten to one. Defoe twenty to one. Where are you putting your your hundred dollars? It's burning a hole in your pocket. You got to bet here. Where you you betting on Robert Downey Jr. and both David? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I simply because I think I think it's the best performance, and I think you'll win. And I like I like what Mike one said there. You know, if people are saying it's a done deal, although that does alarm me massively. Like I'm thinking something's cooking here. I'm being mm-hmm. scammed. But yeah, Ardi <laughs> I, I actually me. think that's a fair price for for the performance and the potential that he has to win on Oscar Sunday. So yeah, that's where my money would go. Even though it's a relatively short price, I'd probably do a hundred on RDJ for the Oscar and do like an eighty twenty split at the Globes for Downey and uh, De Niro, not Gosling, because the Globes have this weird history with this category <laughs> where they're either the kickoff to a sweep or like a, a virtual sweep, like mm. Kiwi Kwan, Daniel Kaluuya, Brad Pitt, Mahershala Ali, Sam Rockwell, J.K. Simmons, and Jared Leto. But they also have this history of being like the lone weird outlier for supporting actor, like Cody Smith-McPhee over Troy Kotzer, Aaron Taylor-Johnson over Mahershala for Moonlight. They have that history, so that's why I would probably split a little bit on something else other than RDJ, just for the Globes. But I do, like I said, I agree with Dave for the most part. I think RDJ is going to win the Oscar here, as of right now anyway. The 10 to 1 Melton numbers, those aren't intriguing you at all. You guys typically love the 10 to 1. You're asking me that? I'm not asking. uh, Look, it's a 10 to 1 number. (laughs) You could cynically make the bet. But you can make the bet all the same. You've loved those ten to ones. If I'm betting ten to if I'm betting ten to one, it's going to be for Ruffalo. It's not going to be for the new kid on the block. Okay, so you you talk me out of my fun. I thought I was letting my hair down. <laughs> you, you should. No, I'm all for it. Do it. Yeah, Four to go. one. That was I was taking there. my big risk. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> But no, you lose your money. Join us. Your, your your logic and reason has talked me out of it. I'm I'm putting my fake. Dave money and I on. are doing this episode from cardboard boxes on the side of the road right now. Don't, I mean, I'm putting my fake money on Robert Downey Jr. Now, all right, we'll move to lead, the lead categories to finish up. Lead actress Emma Stone, and and the Oscars 
betting odds portion of this. Emma Stone is a minus 150 favorite. Well, not re- a co-favorite, I would say, with Lily Gladstone. But sh- Emma Stone is shorter along her range. I uh, Plus 110 is as far out. She'll go Lily Gladstone. You can get her as plus 175 as far out. Uh, but Carrie Mulligan, next up, plus Three to, or plus three hundred out to six uh, six to one, Fantasia Barina Barino plus four hundred out to plus seven fifty. Annette Benning, you'll be happy to see this, Mike, all the way down uh, and as far out as sixteen to one, but as short as four to one. You would Margot say that those Robbie. odds are a little bloated, huh? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a jerk. <laughs> you're not a good person. You're my partner. <laughs> <laughs> He's my not good person. <laughs> Margot Robbie plus seven fifty all the way out to sixteen to one. Greta Lee of Past Lives plus nine hundred all the way out to eighteen to one. Sandra Huller plus six fifty all the way out to twenty to one. Natalie Portman fourteen to one all the way out to twenty to one. Kaylee Spaney ten to one all the way out to twenty five to one. Tiana Taylor. That that performance should have been a contender, damn it, uh, of 1,001, plus 20 to 1, all the way out to 40 to 1. Helen Mirren, Michael, what are we doing with Golda here? I plus, am amazed she's listed. <laughs> plus 2,800 or 100 to 1. <laughs> Sorry for your... <laughs> I have to, I have to I have to think she's only listed out of respect for me. <laughs> There's nobody else that right? Should I get the globe uh, let me get the globe uh, yeah. odds out of the way too. So this globe actress drama, Lily Gladstone minus 200, Carrie Mulligan plus 250, Sandra Huller 5 to 1, Annette Benning 12 to 1, Greta Lee 14 to 1 and Kaylee Spaney the long shot at 33 to 1 and then in globe actress comedy or musical I mean we got a clear set here minus 250 for Emma Stone, Fantasia Barino around 3 to 1, Margot Robbie 8 to 1, Alma Poisty. Poisty, I say Poisty. Plus 12 to 12 to 1, Natalie Portman 12 to 1 to 18 to 1, J-Law the long shot from uh, No Hard Feelings at plus 33 to 1 all the way out to 40 to 1. Do the Globe odds affect your voting for the Oscars at all? Because, I mean, we could see Lily Gladstone and, and Emma Stone both winning here. Or do you guys like another Globe pick? I, I mean, I'm looking at the Lily Gladstone odds, and I'm feeling good about them. I've seen Emma Stone in Poor Things. I just I don't see that. I mean, it hasn't been since The Reader that – uh. A performance like that has won with Kate Kate Winslet just being naked the whole movie. Emma Stone, like the pearl clutchers are going to clutch, no? I don't know. I mean, Lily Gladstone is just, it's an important win. It's a, it's a worthwhile win. It's a, it's a, it's a win that should happen for Lily Gladstone. She's awesome in the movie. What, what, what are we, are we overthinking it with Emma Stone or, or no? Emma Stone is, is terrific. I get it, but it's, it's a weird performance though. Not, even when she's not, having sex she's she's acting like a robot short-circuiting at the for the first half hour of that movie i, I it's but just isn't that strange. isn't that the the performance isn't that believable the fact that she make pulls that off isn't that i love emma stone's performance i am cynically saying that even this academy probably does not vote for that again really i haven't Gladstone. seen it yet, so i'm just I'm classy just class personified in that performance in killers of the flower moon just and Emma Stone, 
Emma Stone's going off. It's a, it's a wild performance. It, it it reminds me of Leonardo DiCaprio and The Wolf of Wall Street. It's just hmm. scattered. It's off the wall, man. I don't know. That's that's Dave, where I'm at. I'm, I'm in Lily Gladstone all the way here. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean that that that's the way I'm. It's interesting. So let's let's deal with the Globes first. Like I can see Gladstone winning actress drama. Uh, and then obviously Stone winning comedy or musical, and that will basically change nothing for Oscar's mm-hmm. Sunday betting. Essentially, Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone will still be favourites. You might just get slightly bigger prices on Mulligan, Robbie, for example. Mm. I think for the for the Oscar, it's like my head is very very much at if Killers of the Flower Moon is going to be celebrated on Oscar's Sunday, like this is the category where it makes sense to do it. Like, in a way that makes me want to gamble aggressively and recklessly on Lily Gladstone. <laughs> like, I, I'm serious. It's like, okay, so we can, we can you know, give it that sort of eight, nine, seven to nine nominations, but Killers of the Flower Moon isn't going home empty-handed. Lily Gladstone wins the Oscar. There's a whole narrative behind that. It's a great, you know, victory. It's a great story. So that's that's where that's where I'm interested in putting my money at the moment would be on Gladstone. Um, And if you think it's confusing, the UK books just don't have a clue here. Like the UK books, some of them have got Emma Stone as favorite, um, essentially a minus number. Others have got Gladstone favorite as a minus number. Some of them have got both of them at a minus number. Um, Mm. That said. At the Globes. If. Here's my crazy narrative. If I think, okay, so Gladstone ultimately wins the Oscar and she wins Globe Actress Drama, maybe Stone's a little bit vulnerable for some of the reasons that you've stated. Maybe Margot Robbie comes into play at the Golden Globes yeah. at eight to one. So if I had $100 in actress, comedy or musical at the Globes, no way am I touching Emma Stone at a minus number. I'm getting stuck into Margot Robbie. That sounded wrong. Um, but I'm getting... <laughs> I'm, I'm getting stuck into minor Margot Robbie's odds at plus 800, eight to one. That, that's my analysis. Gladstone for the Oscar and uh, Margot Robbie to cause the upset at the Golden Globes at eight to one. Wow. Look, I, I love Margot Robbie's performance in Barbie. I think it's next level. It's, it's, it's the kind of performance you don't get that often. It, it's a great nuanced performance, but she's supposed to be Luke Skywalker here. She's in the Luke Skywalker role, and she's she's coming to the Oscars where Star Wars is nominated for Best Picture, and she's getting nominated in Best Actress, and she should be nominated in Best Actress. But it's it's like this comedian role where, oh my God, I can't believe she pulled it off. Like she has to play heel to herself at a certain point in that script. It's incredible. I, I think Margot Robbie needs to be nominated because there's also the narrative that, oh my God, what if she misses? And it's a Barbie night, or it's a it's a big Barbie nomination tally, but Barbie is not nominated, and Ken is nominated instead. That makes no sense, even though it's a bloodbath and, and lead actress right now. I feel like there's almost like a, a pressure on the Academy to nominate Margot Robbie. So if that's the case, then maybe Margot Robbie is is vying for a, a win at the Globes, and maybe maybe the Globe. Who knows? It's three hundred people. Who knows what the hell they're gonna do? Maybe she she's got a better chance there than than we think. But I I think Emma I would put money on if I had to put money I'm putting it on Emma Stone and and Gladstone at the Globes and I, I'm still betting Gladstone at the Oscars. But 
I, I could totally see this category being tighter than we think. Cause again, there's only a finite number of votes available. If there's, if it's a two way race, then there's a lower threshold to make it a three way race. It can happen. And I'm, Carrie Mulligan is great in Maestro, by the way. She's great in it. Sandra Huller's great in Anatomy of a Fall. She's my favorite performance on the year for that matter. So, like, you can make an argument for other other contenders here because this is a great year for lead actress. We're, we're blessed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with a, a lot of what you both are saying. I do like Margot Robbie in the uh, comedy musical category at plus 800. I think that's great value. Um, there's an oddity here with Annette Benning's odds. She's got the fifth best odds to win the Oscar, but she's tied for seventh best odds at the Golden Globes right now. It's bizarro. Yeah, her odds are weird for the Oscar, never mind the Globe, but it's it's really weird. That is odd. Mm. Um, I would not vote for her. Just want that on the record <laughs> for the billionth time. But yeah, that's. I mean, look, mm. she's she is still high in 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 the experts' uh, fields there, but I don't know that. Like, of the two favorites on Golden Globes night, mm-hmm. who do you guys think is more likely to be upset between Gladstone and Stone? Like, can I interest you in Sandra Huller? For, or is that just, like, surface-level thinking? The international feature winning the international voting body. I think she is f- phenomenal in Anatomy of a Fall, but that's me. I would vote for Sandra Huller. And I think Anatomy of a Fall has done particularly well and I had a good Golden day Globes. on Golden Globes, yeah. I mean, that's... In terms of the noms. So, yeah, I, I would think Lily Gladstone is more vulnerable based on how international bodies have, have voted. That being said, Fantasia Barino, I haven't seen her yet. Maybe she's a showstopper. And Margot Robbie, like I'm trying to say, like if it's a Barbie night, I feel like there's an imperative to vote for Margot Robbie. But I, I unfortunately, I feel like she's... In the, I guess I don't know. I'm talking myself out of Margot Robbie now in terms of the win. I, I, I she needs to be nominated at the Oscars, Margot Robbie, for that performance. In my opinion, does she need to win? Not necessarily. That's probably where I'm at. Yeah. Can I just touch upon that also, Mike? Because I think I think that's I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the the Barbie narrative and the almost absolute necessity for Margot Robbie to be there on Oscar Sunday, because if we're looking at that supporting actor category and we're fairly, you know, unanimously agreeing that Gosling's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine the uproar if the Barbie movie, bear in mind, we know the narrative of that film and the, the themes it was pushing was like, yeah. so the Barbie movie, this movie, the Barbie <laughs> movie um, Ryan Gosling is nominated. Margot Robbie isn't. It's like, yeah. hang on a minute. Let's all calm down here. Like, if Gosling's in, I think Robbie's in. And I think Gladstone is more of a certain thing at the Globes than Stone. And I've convinced myself that Margot Robbie is good value at eight to one. I've convinced myself that that line will be more like three to one on the night. And I've convinced myself to gamble on it. So that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, (laughs) I've made, no, Margot Robbie at eight to one. Having said that Barbie can't win best picture, Margot Robbie is now winning the Golden Globe. You heard it here first. All aboard, turkeys for everyone. So, all right, I'm... (laughs) I'm going conservative with my bets in this category, but David is not. Mike, did you say where you're putting your money? Join me. 
<laughs> We're uh, either in paradise or the gutter, but we'll we'll be there together. I would probably do an eighty twenty split on uh, Gladstone and Hooler and uh, drama for the Globes. I would. I do like those are nice odds for Robbie. I just don't know anything about Barino's performance. I don't know anything about the color purple yet, other than people right. like it, but it's not like blowing anyone away is what, mm. what it seems like a late breaker would have to do to make awards noise. Um, yeah, I'll do, I do probably, a, I mean, a 50, 50 split on Emma Stone and Margot Robbie is, it's going to lose you money if Stone wins. Okay. I'd probably do 80, 20 again, Stone and Robbie and Bur- that means Barino probably ends up winning that category. <laughs> I like our takes here. I like our takes because it, it, it gives three types of gamblers. You give the, you got the dolt like me. You got the, you got the fly by the seat of your pants, David. And sometimes you're that role, Michael. Yeah. But here you are the actual doing some math. You're crunching some numbers. Yeah. Console Yeti. All right. Well, we'll move. That makes and him we'll, a coward. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move into lead actor where again i think we got some possibilities here talk about the oscar odds first you got killian murphy of oppenheimer minus 150 as far out as plus 120 bradley cooper minus 110 to as far out as plus 250 paul giamatti six to one all the way out to eight to one DiCaprio six to one, all the way out to eleven to one. Domingo three to one, all the way three to one. My God, three to one, all the way out to sixteen to one. Andrew Scott ten to one, all the way out to eighteen to one. I'm missing somebody. I'm missing Wright. I did. Did I write him? Did I not write him down? Jeffrey Wright. Anyway, Tao Yu fourteen to one, out to twenty three to one. Maybe you guys can find yeah, uh, Jeffrey Wright's odds for me while I'm going through the rest. Barry Keoghan nine to one. All the way out to twenty-five to one. Zach Efron twenty-two to one. Joaquin Phoenix all the way out is fifty to one. Fredell all the way out to fifteen fifty to one. Even though Christian Fredell of the Zone of Interest you're is missing it because to odds checker didn't have it. He didn't. They didn't. They they're, they're puzzled by Jeffrey Wright Apparently. right now in this I'm category. Gonna, uh, anyway, Vegas Insider, go ahead, keep going. Long shots. Adam Driver twenty to one all the way out to fifty to one. Koji Yakusho of Perfect Days. 40 to 1 out to 66 to 1. Michael Fassbender should have been a contender, in my opinion, from the killer. 18 to 1 out to 66 to 1. Chalamet was not as bad as I feared in Wonka. I, I kind of liked Wonka. I didn't hate Wonka. Some people hate Wonka. I don't get it. 33 to 1 out to 80 to 1, but it was fine. I, I had some I had some chocolate. I watched a fun kids movie while I watched the movie, uh, you know, at the movies, whatever. Damon. Of air, twenty-five to one out to a hundred to one. Anthony Hopkins, can you imagine thirty-three to one out to a hundred to one, guys? Run it uh, back. Look at any any clarity on Jeffrey Wright? Nothing. No? He's not listed okay. on either Odds Checker or Vegas Insider. I have nothing in the UK book, but bear with me. I have a lot of gambling apps, so I'm just scrolling through all of them. I have a problem. But look, guys, I feel like Bradley Cooper and Paul Giamatti are overdue. Those are the overdue narratives. Killian Murphy, by the way, he's been knocking on the door for years, at least in the indie realm, and he's been turning out decades of good performances in his own right. So if this is an Oppenheimer year, you may just—I mean, we may just get a shower, and Killian Murphy just takes this one. So I could totally understand the odds here, but to me, this feels like a three-way race. But some people think it's a four-way race with Coleman Domingo at plus three to one. Look, Giamatti as an even money 
uh, favorite right now in the, be- the best actor comedy and musical at the Globes. If you can get a guy who's a favorite in one of the lead acting categories at the Globes at six to one or eight to one, like you have him listed at for the Oscars odds, I mean, that's where I would put my money. But he's not even guaranteed a nomination at the Oscars right now. Is he secure yet? Even though I've said he should be there, he probably will be there, I bet. Who's it's, who's definitely there? Killian Cooper. Killian Cooper should be there. Leo's and probably there. The cat plays there. I would think so too, DiCaprio, even though he's probably not going to win. So Domingo Wright and Giamatti, that's three for two. Then yeah. and that's if you discount Andrew Scott, who's beloved right now. Right. Harry Keoghan is beloved, but they're probably on the outside looking in for the Oscar nom. I don't know. I think yeah, I think I do think best actor is like six and a half people for five spots. Right. I think that I think that's what it is. But regardless of nominations, I, I do think you have three major contenders. Like I don't think I don't, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio's winning this year, right? Even if he gets in. I would think, but I think not, it, yeah. If Giamatti gets in, he could win. Sure. If he's in well, it, that's, he and that's exactly why. I mean, not only and, and what's gonna help him win if he does get it it's going to be winning a golden globe winning another precursor maybe the sag as well you know like that he's going to have to that momentum could start on golden globe sunday so if you can mm-hmm. give me six to one if he does win the golden globe that's six to one like david said about a different category earlier in this yeah. episode that six to one's going away quick that'll be down to like plus mm-hmm. 250 yeah this this is a really interesting category and it's um it's interesting actually from sort of the the betting perspective and 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 the history of the lines here um, in the sense that Murphy has been pretty much up top now as favourite for a while, but the Leonardo DiCaprio line has drifted so hard. Like he was like three to one, four to one, you know, looked like he had a puncher's chance from a betting perspective, and he's drifted out to like six to one, nine to one, as big as eleven to one. So, looking at the betting markets, you would think Leo's chances is, is drifting, and you know, there's movement on the markets for a reason. The one that's really had the momentum from a betting angle, I'm not saying this has any impact on awards night because, you know, what people do with their money doesn't affect award season. But from a betting angle, the Bradley Cooper line is the line that has just got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Hmm. That's where a lot of the money has been going. And I think the reason for that is that, you know, I banged the drum earlier. I think he should have won for A Star Is Born. Mm -hmm. I think he was incredible in American Sniper. I think he was one of his best ever performances in Silver Linings Playbook. Like, there's a massive narrative for it is just Bradley Cooper's time. Um, Whereas Killian Murphy, you know, we're saying he's in. It'll be his first ever Oscar nomination. Um, He could take BAFTA. Um, I think Murphy will win BAFTA. But for me, you know, if I had to bet on this category, it would be Bradley Cooper Um, for a number of reasons. I think he deserves an Oscar. Um, I think he should have won for A Star Is Born. Um, But also, I do remember distinctively in like 2022 on my own Oscars podcast, Road to the Oscars, tipping Bradley Cooper to win the Oscar in 2024 for this film. So I'm like, Mm. having said that, I have to back it now. tight to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like last year, Brendan Fraser was the horse that I went all in on and was willing to die for. And this year, I feel like I'm just – I might – just do that with Bradley Cooper because I'm completely biased. The man deserves an Oscar. So that might be my hard, hard play this year, as in like just continually better until Oscar Sunday. I got to say that 
I've seen most of the performances in this category, or at least of the six, I've seen five of them. If, if Jeffrey Wright is the sixth of vying for a nomination and the, the ones that feel like winners in previous years are Cooper and Giamatti right now to me. I, I don't feel like DiCaprio's performance is again, the character's so ugh, scuzz, scuzzy. Yeah. That he, the vile characters don't usually win leads. Killian Murphy is literally white knuckling it for three hours and he's, and he's delivering a nuanced performance, but does that, does that one win? No. I mean the big showy emotional performances, the versatile performances, the ones with the, you know, big showy range, like the Bradley Cooper as Leonard Bernstein or, or Paul Giamatti, those performances typically win. Now it's a newer Academy. So maybe, and it's a, it could be a shower for Oppenheimer. So that that gives me pause and why it could be a three-way race. And based on the Golden Globe odds, I mean, look at the minus 250 for for Killian Murphy right now. Bradley Cooper's plus 150. Leo's 9-1. Coleman's 9-1. Scott is 25-1 to along with uh, Keoghan. To me, Killian Murphy's a, a sizable favorite there. I mean, that's, that is. That's a big number. That feels good for him there. So if he beats Cooper at the Globes and delivers a nice speech, now you're now you're talking. Now he's got momentum. Giamatti coming from what seems to be a little bit of a lighter category because he's got Damon and Chalamet and Joaquin Phoenix in his other movie and Nicolas Cage in a movie that's not nominated many other places. So it's just kind of Giamatti and Wright in terms of the Oscar contenders. Maybe the Giamatti win doesn't get looked at as as strong. I don't know. I, I'm looking at, I don't know. I'm looking at the globe drama, obviously, as the harder side of the bracket there, if this is a bracket. So if Murphy is going to win the globe drama, that puts him in the catbird seat, my God, for uh, for best actor. So now I'm, I mean, at Bradley Cooper and Giamatti, my gut says, but my head says Murphy still. I don't know. It feels like the winner is out of a group of four, right, for the Oscar? Killian Murphy, Bradley Cooper, Giamatti, and Jeffrey Wright. I mean, can it? Who's who could it else could it be? I haven't seen Jeffrey Wright yet. I don't think Coleman Domingo. I think Coleman Domingo getting the nom is the win for him. I agree at the with end that. Of the day, he's a first time. He's deserving. It's great. He's been awesome. But I, I don't. I don't know if he's Andrew the winner. Scott. I feel like the same thing. Right, and DiCaprio, just you know their career he's the name. Yeah, but he's great in Flower Moon. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but, oh, but DeCan- Leo, Leo's Meryl Streep. I mean, he's that's you know when he's on right. screen, he's a threat to be nominated if not win. Oh, always, yeah. But I don't I mean. For... No, Sorry. go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, for me, it, it, I, I see it as a two horse race for the Oscar between Murphy and Cooper. I really okay. do, um, and I think Giamatti as well. I think he would be sitting in the third spot, and then I think. You know, DiCaprio and maybe Domingo are then the two that are ha- happy to be there on Oscar Sunday. The sort of, you know, in 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 the nomination but not in the race. I this is a great great example of someone not thinking objectively but thinking emotionally. I genuinely think that Bradley Cooper will win the Oscar, but I have said that before and it's bitten me on the ass. The only other thing that I think might be important is Killian Murphy is a very private chap. He doesn't really have social media. He's 
sometimes comes across a little bit cold in interviews. I just wonder if he starts to win some awards, how his speeches will go down. It's a good point. Compared to someone like Cooper, who, you know, it's his time and he's given those big speeches and, you know, the, the, the snowball effect. You know, I'd, who would give a better speech, I think, on Oscars Sunday? Bradley Cooper. Who do I think would be a better win for cinema? Bradley Cooper. Who am I going to put all my life savings on? Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm well, doing let's go, it. I don't care. Let's go to the Globes then. Let's look at, does Giamatti feel like that winner in comedy or musical to you, Mike? Because I'm looking at the nomination status of, of all six of those films and you know, dream scenario. It's the lone nom. Bo's afraid lone nom. Timothy Chalamet's Wonka lone nom. Matt Damon's Air was it nominated twice? It's nominated that... twice. And then you have American Fiction only two noms at the Globes, and, yeah. and the holdovers only three noms at the Globes. So this is what I may call in a tip a pillow fight. This might be a pillow fight. It's not like a they're not fighting with knives. They're not fighting with guns. They're fighting with pillows. That Damon it's not line a... is odd. That is low. Those are short odds for something that should be. I mean, Damon should be ten to one or longer. The old Golden Globes loves him. Well, might love him so much here. Yeah. He might have one yacht trip, right? Where all of right. the Globes members are tweeting out selfies with Matt Damon. It's and next thing you know, Brian May and Matt Damon on a boat somewhere warm. Yeah. But if you're renting a yacht for the week, just have all ninety old white guys mm. at different times on that yacht. What, what's what's wrong with uh, anyway <laughs> paul giamatti probably wins the old white guy vote this year but i don't know maybe not maybe matt damon wins it but who cares it's a new golden globes voting body i think they're sure. both two horse races i think it's killian versus cooper and i think it's giamatti versus Wright. but still that damon line is freaking me out for the globes so old globes you would you would take the rest of the field more seriously new golden globes you think they're going to be more like chalk they're gonna go more towards the favorites just because i think those are the ones with legitimate oscars chances right all right well, and, and are you I picking mean, are you so what, what what are we doing with our money then are we putting money on because i'm intrigued by jeffrey wright there but I, it's it's hard to make an argument for a two nominee film 50, uh, so i'm probably bag. putting if i had to put a hundred dollars on the on the globe actor comedy or musical i'm putting it on giamatti if i had to put a hundred dollars on globe actor drama i don't i'm sorry david i'm probably going killian murphy and Shame then <laughs> I, I i would probably go cooper just because of the value the value on giamatti at the oscars at plus at six to one is oh that's is my favorite bet me. that's my favorite bet but he's he may not get nominated and I, we were, we're but then again, I like if that happens, I can't be held responsible because the Academy chooses to be dumb. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> it's not my fault. My, mm-hmm. my wanna... one is 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 right there though. That Giamatti mm-hmm. line for the Oscars at six to one and eight to one. Bear in mind, he's favorite to win. That's exactly like you're getting you're getting eight to, six to one or eight to one to, to to get handed a Golden Globe winner essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bear in mind, if he wins the Globe, that six or eight to one soon becomes like three or four to one. Um, my money uh, in this, I'm not putting any money on comedy or musical. I'm taking that hundred dollars, <laughs> adding it to my actor drama hundred dollars, 
I'm putting $200 on Bradley Cooper. <laughs> when he wins, I'm then taking all of those winnings <laughs> and putting it on Bradley Cooper to win the Oscar. If he loses, I'm taking out a high interest loan from a dangerous <laughs> loan shark. <laughs> And putting it all on Bradley Cooper. I hope I've made myself clear in this matter <laughs> that if Bradley Cooper doesn't win on Oscar Sunday, I'm going to be murdered by a loan shark. Perfect, perfect. I just wanted to put that on the you record. Have, you have to make it to the next. All right. Well, all right. So, so you got to kind of hope Cooper doesn't. Killian Murphy wins the Globe, Dave, because then you can might you might get Cooper at four to one for the Oscar. Hmm. It could it could drift out, but bear in mind in my in my thinking going forward, I think Cooper. I think the critics will end up going for Cooper. I think Screen Actors Guild will go Cooper. I think um, BAFTA will go Murphy. So in my head, it, it keeps the race open on Oscar Sunday. But ultimately, Cooper wins, or I'm dead. So this is <laughs> the reality of the situation. You do make I do like your point about. They are guys on complete opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to awards. Killian Murphy could not care less about awards, it seems, every time he, he talks about them or is, is forced to talk about them in interviews or actors on actors and stuff. And Bradley Cooper, I mean, there's not a guy who's more openly wanted and needed an Oscar since Leo didn't have his. So He is campaigning this year. Yeah. He's a shooed campaigning. And I've liked, I've liked how he's been the, the guy with the great, glasses like he's comes with like these light blue baby blue glasses at these shows he's just so impressive he looks unrecognizable. i mean not to make a leo joke he looks unrecognizable at times i did not the recognize him on the gotham stage svelte cut of his jib he looks like an athlete the cut of his jib cut of his jib <laughs> i hope that's not i hope that's not a bad saying I'm, i think i just <laughs> i hope that's, that's not age like, poorly in the next few years i don't know what it means why am i say something and i don't know what it, well, i don't we were know talking what it before means. the show about well, cat out of the bag who's keeping cats in bags where did that come from another horrible yeah. saying yeah maybe we should just stop talking in general <laughs> anyway this is cats been... in bags turkeys it's had the lot hasn't it it really has what what an episode this was but my god did we go long by 45 minutes but we can't help ourselves when we get you on the line here david That's right. thank you Absolutely. Thank you Thank for you, being buddy. here. And uh, yeah, please let people know uh, where they can find you on the internet. You know, what's uh, what's 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 going on with and you. Give us and, a list of possible podcast. murderers who you might take those loans from <laughs> so we can inform the authorities. Well, uh, the the lowdown is if I haven't been brutally murdered by aggressive loan sharks, <laughs> um, you can follow me. <laughs> On X, formerly Twitter, uh, at one David Long. We're also at Film Is Worth It. Me and Craig, for five years, were in the saddle, literally reviewing every film that came out in the cinema. And that boy, that was that was hard work. Um, we're hoping to put content out again soon. Craig is a married man. Big shout out to Craig and his wonderful wife. Yes, shout um, out to you, Craig. Yep. But yeah, I'm I'm always happy to talk about Oscars, film, gambling, murderers. Um, so if you, if you, if you, I mean, if you have a, a crime podcast and you need someone to come on there, I'm, you know, a real a true crime podcast, I'll, I'll have a go. Um, so yeah, hit me up. Um, and yeah, just absolute privilege and honor to be with you two. We shouldn't have gone this long, but we all have problems and uh, no one is willing to address them. So we'll probably be here again in a few months and we'll probably go for four hours and I can't wait. 
Time that flew. Is, that is usually Time did what happens. Fly. Uh, yes, yeah. it does. As always, dear listener, we want to hear from you as well. Uh, what do you think about these odds? What are your favorite bets? Where are you putting your money down on? Uh, and do you want to send any condolences ahead of time to uh, David Long? You can do that through <laughs> us as well on our social medias. As always, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter or X Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com. And on Reddit, uh, you can hear us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen to us on either the Apple Podcasts or a Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you would mind leaving us a five star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Uh, Michael, let's wrap up here. Let's have some words of wisdom to end on and tell the good people what's coming next. Well, it is wise to uh, resist those odds and, and be conservative <laughs> and keep. No, I think uh, I think it is fun to uh, bet responsibly, but uh, but or I think Bradley it's fun. <laughs> on Bradley Cooper, it's, it's fun to bet irresponsibly, but on Bradley it's, Cooper, it's wise to bet responsibly. I don't know what I'm saying. This has been a two-hour-long uh, episode, but I, 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 it's wise to uh, support David Long. That's what that's what it's wise right. to do. It's, uh, it's wise to and follow him. And give me him. bail money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I uh, love doing these shows, David. We got to get you on so much more. No, I think. Uh, I think. We're going to do Oscar shortlist next, Mike. I think that's on Thursday. Those are dropping. So after Society of the Snow is shortlisted 10 times, what does that do to all our talk today? Does it change everything? I would love that, to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, I think... Uh, we'll just run back got... the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? All what Quiet. The, the, all template. Quiet playbook, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens with those shortlists. I can't wait to see them. And uh, we'll talk about those, but... Uh, my God, David Long, you are a, you are a gem, <laughs> and potentially getting murdered. But we'll uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> when reality sucks, you can hunt a killer with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make a war season year round without the stuffiness. We will see you all very soon. See ya. <laughs>